Welcome to Ion Dixie, a public affairs show on Radio Dixie 91.3, addressing public issues in Washington County and Dixie State University. Today's program is about mental illness with our special guest star, the pre-doctoral intern at the Wellness Boost Center, Jenny. And now on Radio Dixie 91.3, here's Samantha with Ion Dixie. Hey, thank you for having me here today. No problem, it's an honor to have you here. So today we are going to be talking about mental illness. I just want to know before we get started, what do you guys count as mental illness? Yeah, great question. Um, mental illness is any kind of health condi- condition that primarily affects uh, mood, thinking, and behavior. Um, so when we talk about physical illness, we talk about conditions that primarily affect our physical body, right? Um, whether it's our our head hurts or we have a cold and our, um, you know, we talk about different conditions that affect the body when we talk about the um, physical illness. But we also know that sometimes when we have physical illnesses, our mind and mood and our thoughts are also affected, right? If we are, if we have a cold, we might be miserable. We might feel like we might feel lethargic. Same thing with mental health and um, mental health illnesses. We see primarily uh, um, our mood, thinking, and behavior affected, but we also see sometimes our body being affected, physical body affected by mental health uh, conditions. What do you say can cause mental illness, especially in college students? So mental illness in general, the, uh, the causes are often kind of a combination of um, genetic factors, biochemical imbalances, and kind of environmental stressors, right? With the college population, a lot of the times people, is a kind of an abrupt change in environment, right? Oftentimes people are leaving the home, coming to ca- live on campus or somewhere near campus. And that is a big adjustment. And that is any kind of change, positive or negative, um, is we consider kind of environmental stressor. And m- mental illness is something that can be a reaction to that um, changing in the environment. But also keeping in mind that um, some people ha- do have more pr- propensity to mental illness depending on their genetic factors, um, their biochemical balances and things like that. So we talked about how this affects some students. What are some types of mental illness that are most common around college students? Most often times we see some kind of reaction to that adjustment issues, right? Adjustment disorder is something that we see very common. Um, either in response to kind of moving to a new area or kind of dealing with um, environments and responsibilities that, that students might, might not be so used to. Another common um, condition, anxiety and depression, always kind of sometimes um, occurs in conjunction with that um, adjusting period, but also kind of independently, um, those, can, those things can, we see, the, we see them commonly. Do mental illness and mental disorders, like are they different from each other or are they the same thing? Do they fall under the same category? I often see it um, being used kind of interchangeably. Um, both of those things are talking about when or when we are not, um, when we don't have a healthy mind or mood or thinking or behavior, right? With, um, I think both of those terms are referring to that um, same condition we talked about that primarily affects our mood, thinking, and behavior. Maybe kind of, maybe the origins of those terms have had different um, kind of backgrounds, but I see, um, I see it being used um, pretty interchangeably. Okay. Yeah, because I had no idea, like, if there was like a, a 
different type of definition for each one. Any kind of distinction. Yeah, right? like, am I using this correctly yeah, I think or not? If you say, yeah, I think anytime you say like you're you're not doing mentally well, it's referring to mental illness, mental disorders, mental health conditions, and any of that, I think you can use pretty much interchangeably. I know we talked about like it can be caused by like adjustments and all like moving from home over here um, and having to adjust. How can they help themselves before reaching out to somebody else? I think um, using coping skills, um, things like being able, um, kind of ways to calm yourself down, ways to bring yourself kind of respond um, more um, constructively to what's happening is a, a great skill that some people may or may not have, right? Mm-hmm. If you have it, that's great. But if you don't, um, therapy is a great way to, um, great place to find some things that might work for you to, so that you can respond when you're feeling anxious or depression, how do I respond to those feelings so that it doesn't, I'm not overwhelmed by that, right? And if you have a supportive environment, someone who, who can kind of maybe even point out what's happening, right? Hey, like I haven't seen you, um, like you're, you're being different. I'm, I'm not seeing you at your best, uh, what's going on. I think if people, I think having that other outside input is also, can be very helpful. Um, if it is harder to recognize what's happening um, internally. Right. Because I know that students now, they tend to like, well, in my experience, I've seen students tend to like keep them keep to themselves. They don't really want to reach out unless they have someone there as support. But how would uh, students to reach out to you guys and set up an appointment? I think part of what might be uh, kind of a hindrance to the students is kind of the stigma around mental illnesses, right? Like we're not always sure how people might respond to these, but we're not sure if it is okay to talk about, right? You know, at that kind of family, friends, communal level is um, kind of normalizing discussions about mental health, uh, health issues is really critical to kind of make a more supportive environment, right? If it's okay to talk about not doing so well, if it's, um, if it's okay to talk about being anxious, it's it does kind of, relieve some of the anxiety surrounding of seeking help, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of reaching out to us, I think uh, most, if not all, um, kind of standard um, therapy settings we have, uh, we keep things confidential, right? We don't release information to outside sources unless we have their explicit permission. So kind of knowing that this is one the one safe place that I can really talk about it without even having to deal with any of the like stigma if you don't want to, right? Mm-hmm. I think having that safe, secure place is really important. And that is something I, w- I would really stress um, with the students that we're not going to your teachers afterwards. We're not going to um, your parents to tell on you unless there's a safety issue. Um, so this is the one safe place if you, if you don't have any other place to kind of explore what's happening. I know that some students can't afford to seek treatment or professional help but I think the wellness center does offer like isn't it free for students I'm not completely sure yeah so great thing about uh, the Booth Wellness Center is that uh, you get eight sessions free uh, free of charge as a student at Dixie State University that's eight sessions per academic year right it is it is limited that you get eight you get only eight but 
you have you, you get to use it however you want right you can use that um, weekly and have kind of two months of kind of a more concentrated uh, i really want to work on this kind of uh way of going about treatment you can stretch it out um over like you know see me every or see one of our providers every other week and um, that stretches us to about four four months which is a good amount of time to kind of be receiving care free of charge no insurance needed we don't take any of that information because this is kind of absolutely free for students right i know we uh, provide services to staff too it's just a kind of a flat fee as well. as well. but for students it is absolutely free um if uh, if students are looking for kind of a well, more longer care term they maybe they used up all of their aid and they're looking to see what's available for them uh, part of our treatment is that if they are using up their aid sessions we'll kind of talk about their options for kind of um, transition of care because we, we don't want to kind of abandon them after they, their A sessions. That's not our intention. But uh, doctors volunteer clinic is kind of that one uh, one of the low cost. Um, there's no obligation. There's no payment um, involved, and that that is a place you can go for mental health treatment. And so that's 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 one option for every student. And if students do have insurance or if they're kind of looking for other places, that is something that we can. We will, uh, as providers, we will walk through with them to see what's going to be the best uh, best option for them. That's so cool. I didn't know that they had the free eight sessions. I thought it was going to go in like every once in a while or something like that. But it's good that, that students have that support. <laughs> Yeah, it's eight sessions. You get um, again. You get to uh, spend that however you want. You can come in for four sessions, um, work on something more immediate, and then kind of even save the four sessions later, and then it resets after that academic year. Uh, what services do you guys offer at the wellness center? Right. So we're actually integrated care, which means we do both medical and mental appointments. <laughs> Um, so your typical kind of um, college campus medical services to so things like um, physical woman, women's wellness checks, um, blood work, um, drug tests, urine tests, um, so kind of basic medical services. We don't see anyone kind of long care. We don't do right. surgeries, any of that sort of <laughs> kind of immediate things that we can take care of in one or two visits. We'll definitely do uh, work with you on that, right? And then our mental health services, um, typically just kind of our um, main source of delivery is that one-on-one -on -one, um, psychotherapy. Um, we are starting to work out, uh, um, kind of roll out some group work. Um, we have an anxiety workshop going on right now where we talk about what anxiety is and kind of work on specific coping skills to help people um, respond to their anxiety. So kind of to sum it up, um, mainly one-on-one -on -one, uh, individual therapy, uh, some workshop things that we're starting to roll out um, and that would be our main kind of the services. Do you have anything else that you think we missed that's really important that we have to put in here? I think I think I would just emphasize that um, kind of willingness to talk openly about mental health conditions, right? That is the kind of the number one thing that keeps people from seeking help or even kind of normalizing their experiences with other people who might be experiencing something similar or might not even realize that's happening to them. So I think kind of encouraging conversation and kind of having a non-judgmental open attitude um, towards discussions about mental health, I think that's the key to um, overall general wellness in the <laughs> student body. That is great information, great tips. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. It's good to talk about um, <laughs> talk about different things like this um, so that people can have increased awareness about not only kind of general um, our services, but, but about kind of general mental health um, mm-hmm. issues. Because this is going out to all of St. George, so anybody who is struggling with this can probably get some good information from this. You've been listening to Ion Dixie, a public affairs show on Radio Dixie 91.3, addressing mental illness with our special guest, the pre-doctoral intern at the Wellness Booth Center, Jenny. For more information about mental illness, go to the wellness.dixie.edu website. You can also listen to a podcast of this and other shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and Radio Dixie 91.3.com.